Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. We appreciate you joining us this beautiful Saturday. In this segment, we're talking fire safety. If you're anything like me, fire safety, it almost doesn't even ever cross my mind, but it probably should. We've got a special guest who's going to help us understand what we need to do in order to be prepared for a fire in our home or wherever it is we live. Don't forget, we want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas. You can ask us to answer your question on the radio if you want. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which is coming up in the fourth segment. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love you to be a podcast subscriber. Without further ado, I want to introduce our expert advisor. And it is such a pleasure to have a public servant on with us, Lauren Johnson, who's the Fire Community Outreach Coordinator for the city of Johns Creek. Welcome, Lauren. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for doing this. Um, by the way, I was around when the city of Johns Creek was created. A lot of the firefighters came over from Fulton County at the time because they already worked for Fulton County up in this area. Don't know how long you've been um, with the uh, fire department in the city of Johns Creek, but I say kudos. I've only heard good feedback about our police, about our fire, and and it's not like this is the only community in Atlanta that has good fire, good police, um, and people might be wondering if they're listening, okay, why would they have somebody from the fire department on? Well, certainly fire safety is important when it comes to a home, but the fire protection we have from the local fire department has a lot to do, and same thing with the police department, in the quality of living. So when we have better police, we have better fire. And when I say better, you know, more sensitive to the, to the uh, residents of the area and things like that, I think it actually drives real estate values up. I don't know if you agree, and that's not something we said we were going to talk about. Have you ever had anybody say that to you before, Lauren? Um, it can. Again, you know, response times, you know, let's get into where we need to to solve, you know, any situations, putting out fires, things of that nature, it does and can affect your insurance rates. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm talking about home values, but you're exactly right. They probably, all the insurance companies probably have reports and they say, hey, you're in Yahooville and it takes them 27 minutes to get here. That's not going to work because that's more of a risk. That's interesting. I never would have thought about that. So let's jump right into this. What is a fire escape plan? And even more importantly, why do homeowners and renters in the area, why do they need to have one? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even think that it's possible for me to be affected by fire in my home. But the reality is, is the chances of me being affected by fire in my home are the same as my next door neighbors on either side. I mean, it's it's possible. So this is going to be a good wake up call for me. So tell me, what's a fire escape plan? Why do we need one? Yeah, your fire escape plan is essentially your plan on how you would exit your structure, building, home, whatever. Um, in the event that there's a fire or other emergency. And so it's important that you have it because again, you really don't have time to think about that when you're in the heat of the moment. Granted, there's a fire going on in your house. So every room, you know, you have to think about how would I get out of this room? Where would I go? You know, uh, and then if their exit is potentially blocked, how would you get to that next exit? How would you find that way out of that space? So um, having that plan helps keep your mind already knowing, okay, this is how I'm going to get out. This is where I'm going to go. And then um, you execute that plan to where you actually want to leave and end up being at, which will be um, at a meeting place, a designated meeting spot 
outside of that residence. Oh, so now you're getting into something. So this is not something we do just for ourselves, but if they, we've got kids, we've got to have a specific plan for each one of them. We probably, well, I would assume we need them to walk through it. So like, okay, guys, there's a fire and, and this stairway is blocked. Where are you going? And then where are we going to meet? I was thinking, um, Lauren, that so I, I live in a, in a two-story home and my master is to the left of the stairs and all the other rooms are to the right. So it could be that, that people on either side of the upstairs would be influenced differently. And it just dawned on me, like, if I couldn't get down the stairs, then my only option would be to go out one of the windows. And I could do that. I've got three different windows, different sides of the house, so I probably could find one that's safe. But I would have to drop two floors. Now, mm -hmm. I could probably do that if I could lower myself slowly enough, but it makes me think of, hey, maybe I need some kind of ladder that I can roll out the window and climb down the side of the house or something like that. That's right. And they do actually sell um, rope ladders. Yep. Um, they are one-time loose only, so no sneaking out of the house later on, late at night. Well, don't um, worry. Uh, my days of sneaking out are uh, were over about uh, 40 years ago. Thank you for mentioning that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they are one-time use only, and, and you can um, purchase those. I would recommend you store them. Um, in either your closet or your children's closet. And that way, if there's a situation where you're going to go and try and save them, it's already in that room. You can teach them about what to use it for and how to use it. Um, just again, remind them it's one time use only. Individuals that may have like an infant or something like that, you might want to think about putting it in their room because your first instinct when there's a fire is going to that, that child's room. You know what? You, that's exactly right. I don't care how bad the fire is. We go into the child's room. <laughs> We're probably going to make it even if we get some burns on the way. And that is such a good point that then you need to be able to figure out how to get out. I've got a grown daughter living with me. Uh, she's 22 years old and she and I don't have any type of plan. And we're going to talk about that when I get home this afternoon. We're going to absolutely talk about that. So anything else that we need to talk about in terms of an escape plan and why we need one, I would assume it's because in the heat of the moment, like all rationality goes out of your head. And so you don't really have the ability to make decisions once you realize your house is on fire. So you need to make them in advance. Right. And what you just touched on, you said really um, is have a plan and then practice it. You know, yeah. it's one thing to um, sit there and say, hey, I'm going to go out this room. Or I'm going to go out this window. Honestly, I really don't want people jumping out of windows as practice. But at yeah. least you know this window is open and stuff like that. And that's another key point that I want to say, too. Sometimes when we renovate our house or when we, you know, make our room up, we decorate this and other, we might accidentally paint our windows shut. So Ooh. we want to make sure that some people think about, do your windows actually open? Uh, if you haven't opened them in five, ten years, it might be a little rusty. It might be a little... Uh, you know, stuck. And so go ahead and check your windows to make sure that that actually will open. Um, but, you know, practice that plan, you know, uh, have everybody in the house together and say, hey, let's figure out where we're going to go. You know, what our, our, our home safety plan is going to be, where our meeting place is going to be outside, you know, what designated spot, because we don't want children to be, you know, meeting in the backyard, playing on the swing set at night, you know, in the dark, you know, while you're looking for them at the front you know, mailbox. So, Definitely think about, you know, where that designated spot is going to be and everybody agree on it and know what it is. And that way there's no you know confusion about where somebody is, you know, granted any time of the night. So. Yeah, that's such a great thing. And especially, you know, make sure people who have phones, maybe keep them with them. So if you can tell their location in case they get lost, something like that. These one use ladders, and I'm sorry to circle back to this. Um, could you at least pra not practice climbing down it, but practice rolling it out and then roll it back up and put it up? So in other words, if I wanted my daughter to see how it works, she, she would only have one 
Well, she would have three different ways to get out. But if you had to go out a window, she's just got one side that she could do it. And just to have her say, here's how you hook it. Because I assume you have to hook it on the inside of the wall. It's right. probably got like a big hook. Such an interesting thing. Such an interesting thing. Okay, let's jump into, um, by the way, if anybody in the city of Johns Creek or nearby wants to reach somebody to talk to them about fire safety, I mean, can they call you? How does that, how, how does that work? Oh, yeah. So on our city's website, we have plenty of links on how to get us to come out and talk to individuals about fire safety, life safety. Um, so you could probably on CPR, uh, yeah. first aid, yeah. uh, you know, general home safety. We'll come out to your home and do a home safety survey. We have uh, plenty of resources for individuals who are looking for that. I come out to businesses and talk about fire alarms and fire drills with them. Yeah. Um, you know, our fire marshal's office is really dedicated to helping individuals learn about fire and life safety. So we can take care of you. you Absolutely. And that's johnscreekga.gov. Is that correct? Yes, sir. JohnsCreekGA.gov if you want to reach Lauren or anybody with the fire department. Okay, let's talk about other fire safety tips, things, smoke detectors, things like that. I had a smoke detector that made some noise uh, on the ceiling of the master bedroom, and I fixed it by removing it. And I left that thing off for like a year and a half. Not a good thing to do. It's been replaced. It's all good now. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's easy for those smoke detectors not to be able to al alarm us or alert us when something happens. It is. And, and uh, you know, you don't want to use your smoke alarm as a timer for letting you know that food's done. You know, you want to make sure you're using it because there's an emergency in the house. So, yeah. Um, what happens typically is people have that alarm when they first get the house, they put it in there and 10 years go by and next thing you know, that alarm starts chirping and they don't know what to do. They don't need to replace it yep. or if they need to uh, get a new one. So oftentimes the cheap way is to just take that battery out or just take it down and then they don't think about putting it back up. And we want to encourage people to just, you know, get it replaced. If you're going to take it down, put it back up, get it replaced. And, and just remind people, after 10 years, those things do expire. They do. Um, you know, so it may not detect the smoke as as good as it should after 10, 15 years. So, you know, if, if it takes 30 seconds for it to detect smoke, you know, when it's first new or when it's five years in, it might take three minutes mm -hmm. and your house will burn down in three minutes. It can. So, you it know, can. Man, we had to make sure that you can't do, you know, you don't short yourself out on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. I'm sure that four or five in my house need to be replaced. We got about a minute and 40 seconds left uh, in the segment today. What are the main causes of house fire? So if you were to say, Cleve, these are three things I want you to be aware of when you're doing X, Y, Z, what would those be? What t Talk to me about that. So the number one cause of fire in America is cooking. It always has been. I mean, you do it at least once a day. Most people do it at least sometimes twice. Right. So Cooking fires are the number one uh, cause of fires. We want to encourage everybody to make sure if they are in the kitchen doing something, they are focused on the kitchen doing something. Don't leave it don't unattended. Hmm? Don't leave it unattended. Yeah, don't okay. leave it unattended. Okay. Okay. They have so many sayings, you know, stand by your pan, like that song, you know, stand like by stand your by man. your man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just stay connected to what's going on in the kitchen, because what happens is you turn your back for one second and things overheat. And next thing you know, you have smoke filling your whole um, kitchen. So uh, focus on that. Uh, the next number one or next thing that we call um, main cause of it would be candles. Oh, um, and other unattended things that you may have, um, you know, in your, your house. So. Uh, when we're starting to go toward the holidays, people start really lighting candles and doing fancy things like that, trying yep. to get uh, festive scents and other religious things going on. If that's your thing, great. Just make sure it's attended. Um, you know, kids love looking at candles. They like playing with fire. Um, even pets, cats 
will <laughs> swat at candles if they have no idea I've never seen it before. So, I love it. Hey, I, I hate just, to do this. Don't be surprised. I hate uh, to do this, Lauren. I have got. We've got to go to a commercial break. Will you come back and talk to us again sometime soon? This is very, very interesting information. Sure, I'd love to. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss mortgage payments and escrow accounts. How do they fit together? Also, stucco homes. Is stucco a problem? And how do you deal with inspections and repairs in today's market? We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. 